Welcome to Ave Spotlight for everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to be talking to Sarah Chris Meyer. We're going to be talking about the Bible and how to make the best out of your Bible and how to really incorporate it in your daily life. And we're also going to be talking about Ave Maria Press's new note-taking Bible. It's going to be a really great conversation and we're so excited to have you with us. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Chanel, thank you for having me. I am a convert, first of all, I guess. I have a a husband and four children and a few grandchildren. I, for quite a few years, have been writing Bible studies and inviting people to come into the Word with me to meet Jesus there and hear from Him and transform their life. So I have some books about Scripture in addition to Bible studies. I speak at women's conferences and Bible conferences and so on and write and blog and wow anything else related to that. Wow, that is awesome. And secondly, I will say, I'm looking at you on Zoom for everyone listening. Sarah, you are stunning. I would have Aww. never guessed you have grandchildren. You are stunning. I <laughs> so thank you for chatting with us. So the Bible, you obviously then have a lot of experience working with the Bible. I'm sure you have read it backwards and forwards quite a few times. I feel like for me, and I don't want to make a sweeping generalization, but as a Catholic, I haven't encountered the Bible personally beyond attending mass and then the Bible studies that I've attended, but I haven't really encountered the Bible that personally and integrated it into my daily life as much as I want to. And I really want to know how I can do that. I had like the Bible in a year that I would read a passage every day. And that was super helpful. And then especially with Lent, I would listen to Father Mike Schmidt's podcast, which is also really great. And so I'm looking for any way that I could bring the Bible into my daily life and really like rest in it, get to know it a lot better than I know it. So I'm sure that you have tons of tips and tricks. Would you mind sharing some with us? Yeah, and I'm so glad to hear you say that because I know when I became Catholic, that was a real kind of a culture shock for me because Mm -hmm. in my prior life, the Bible was pretty much our main sacrament. I guess you would say it was the way that we really encountered God. So for me, the Bible is kind of like a place to meet the Lord. And it was where I, it remains where I go to meet the Lord. Even with the additions of, you know, knowing that I can go to adoration, to mass and so on, it's very helpful to me to have scripture there to actually hear him speak through. Mm. I love that you're trying to do that. And I think the main thing that is helpful is to make some kind of a habit. Mm. Because what I notice that people do, especially when they're adults and they just try to start reading the Bible, is that you expect maybe to hear something really exciting every single time that you spend time in the Bible. But it's kind of like getting to know a friend, like you and I don't know each other. We just met for the first time over Zoom. Mm. (laughs) And if we wanted to get to know each other, we would spend time together. And sometimes we might do really fun and exciting things. And other times we might like go for a walk. And there may be times that you'd be listening to me go on and on. And you'd be like, well, what is she talking about? (laughs) (laughs) and you would have no clue, you wouldn't understand it. And you might ask me to explain, but you might not. 
But hopefully, if you liked me, you know, we keep hanging out and we'd get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And what you find over time with a relationship is that the more you get to know somebody, the more what's underneath the words kind of makes sense. And you start putting these connections together and so on. So to me, I think the most important thing is to read it a lot, whether you understand it or not, whether you get a lot out of it or not, but just to kind of get into that habit so that it becomes familiar. And then you're not always confronted with something that's new all the time that you have to figure out. But as you gain familiarity, you'll hear the Lord speaking to you more through that. I love that. I love that. And honestly, you know, to be completely transparent with you, I think just opening the Bible and reading it a lot and being intentional about it, it is so much easier said than done for me. (laughs) I, yeah, it's like, I see it. It's sitting on my nightstand. I look at it. It looks at me. I feel like I should open it. And then you know, you just start reading something else or you open it and then you end up reading like the entire family history of David. And then, <laughs> and then by the time that you're done reading that, you're like, I just, just don't really, not really sure what I read. And then you kind of give up. So yeah, so that is awesome. Definitely creating habits, which I also hope at this point I would have learned from Lenten season, you know, kind of creating more positive habits in my life. So that's awesome. So I know that you are coming out with the Ave Catholic note-taking Bible, which is going to be an awesome resource that people can use to integrate the Bible into their day-to-day lives and hopefully grow in their relationship with Christ. So it has a lot of things within it, whether it's like little sections that you could write notes in, and I know it has references to the catechism as well. So really helpful things for Catholics that are trying to grow in that kind of scriptural relationship. So tell us some more about it. What are you hoping for it? Are you super excited? I know that it's going to be awesome. So tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I had the great honor of being asked to write the introduction to the New Testament for this Bible. Wow. Which was a wonderful experience just to think, okay, why would someone want to read the New Testament? Mm. And what I basically came up with is to grow in faith and hope and love. But anyway, that doesn't matter as much as This is a note-taking Bible. And for the past 30 years or something, ever since I had to get my first Catholic Bible, I've been writing my notes in the Bible in a tiny little place on the side. And finally, 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 this is the first time that I've had an actual Catholic Bible that has wide space in the margins where you can take notes. Mm. Now, who cares about that, you might say? Why is that a big deal? I think for me, I said earlier that the Bible is like a place for me where I can meet the Lord. Well, imagine right now I'm in a friend's house. I'm not in my own house. So even though I've been here for a long time and a lot, it's not totally comfortable. I can't just like hang out and be me here. Mm -hmm. Whereas in my house, everything around me, I recognize and so on. I can just practically walk blindfolded through it, find stuff. Mm -hmm. When you have a Bible that you read for a long time, the same Bible, not just something online or reading with a missalette or whatever, but you have a physical Bible, you start to get a sense of place in it. And you kind of know what happened in particular places. And you can return to places where you heard the Lord speak. You're in some crisis in your life and you start reading, you know, be anxious for nothing. And 
Paul's words really strike you. And so you jot a little note in the margin that says, this is the day that I was, you know, I lost my job and I was really Mm -hmm. freaking out and the Lord gave me strength through this. Writing little notes in your Bible like that, or when you see patterns, you know, you see how St. Paul talks about joy so often in Philippians and you just underline it every time. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, new rich meaning starts coming out to you. When you do these things and you write in your Bible, it becomes a place that's, to me, it's more familiar and it's easier almost to hear the Lord there because you've been there before. I'm a very visual person. And to me, it really helps to have little markers of things that have happened in the Bible that I can return to. So verses that I love, things that have had an impact on my spiritual life, times when I've prayed particular things and the Lord has answered me. When I write that in there, I can come back to it. It really helps to build my faith and to strengthen it. Mm. So a Bible that has actually room in the margins where you can write, like the of a note-taking Bible does, and that has thicker pages so that when you write, it doesn't all bleed through to the other side. And that's another thing. These things just help to make it easier to do that. I love it. There's like space to breathe. Other things that it does is there are references to the catechism on almost every page. For example, in the beginning of Exodus, when God tells Moses that his name is I am, one time I discovered this great passage in the catechism where it talks about what that means. And I loved it. And I wrote it in my Bible so that I would remember, well, that's already there in this Bible. (laughs) You know, anywhere that scripture is quoted or referred to in the catechism, there's a little reference to that paragraph number in this Bible. So it's just really nice to go kind of back and forth with our Catholic faith when we're reading. Wow, that is a game changer. I don't think I've ever seen that before. When I first started taking my faith seriously in high school, I used to read the catechism back and forth. um, And I loved it. I thought it was so great. So that's awesome, especially for people, not only to grow in your relationship with God and his word, but to grow in your relationship with the church, what she believes. I'm sure that would be very popular and helpful to a lot of people. That's awesome. So as you were talking, you mentioned St. Paul. And it made me think of when I was in college, I had to take a Old Testament class and a New Testament class. And one of our assignments was to read the book of Corinthians for just an assignment. And at that point, I'd never read it. I knew the um, love never fails. I would be wrong. Okay. Yeah. So I knew that one. And that was pretty much the extent. Didn't know anything about St. Paul besides he fell off of a horse. And that was pretty much it. But after I read that, I just remember being so struck by how much he loved the people of Corinth and how much he wanted them to be with God and to be righteous people. And it made me misty-eyed. I loved that entire Mm -hmm. book so much. And I just remember going to class after reading that for the assignment and talking with my professor. And we both got misty-eyed just over the power of who St. Paul was and how much he loved his people and how much God communicates that same love to us through his fatherhood to us. There's just such a powerful way that the Bible spoke through the both of us. And I think about that often. And I think about how much of a powerful experience this will be for people to be able to read God's word and then relate it to 
how God may be acting towards them in that particular moment. Like for me, I know that I needed being in college, you know, when life is challenging and you're trying to balance schoolwork and being on your own. I just remember how powerful it was for me to see such a loving father, right? So I'm curious for you, what is a part in the Bible that really influenced you or was a striking experience for you? Well, when you were talking about St. Paul, I just realized that is kind of a good place to start. Well, actually, to start for Catholics, the Gospels are a good place because they're familiar. But St. Paul's letters, okay, yes, Paul is not easy to read. And in some places, his sentences go on so long that I have to like break them up into 15 pieces to kind of figure out (laughs) what he's saying. But other times, the simplicity and the beauty and the love come through so greatly and deeply. And when I was in high school, there was a time when I was really kind of just losing my way, I guess would be a good way to say it. And I decided one night that I maybe should give God a try, that I hadn't really been faithful to him. I'd been messing around Mm -hmm. and uh, that I would give him a try and I would start reading my Bible every night. And I started with St. Paul. I think I started in Philippians. It is such a practical book. I mean, the way I read it at that time was I would read along anything that didn't make sense. I just skimmed over and went on to the next thing. I didn't let it bother me too much. But there were so many places that it grabbed me, and I felt like God was speaking to me about his love for me, but also challenging me to pick up my game a little bit in some areas. It was a game changer in that it wasn't just like spiritual, holier than thou kind of stuff. It actually spoke to my life. And it's been enough years that I don't remember at this point exactly what the way it spoke, but I do remember that it was powerful enough that I kept reading. So that's really what St. Paul kind of got me into reading scripture. I love that. I love that. It's so amazing how they're just, and for me, just even learning that St. Paul was a real person that really existed, that really suffered and really persevered. I mean, it was just amazing reading his words. And it's just amazing that we have that, right? Because I think in many aspects, whether we're learning about saints or whatever, it can be like those people aren't actually real people and they don't actually have experiences that we can relate to. And it just kind of seems lofty, at least to me. And so then when I hear about different saints or um, different contributors to the Bible or whatever, I kind of feel like, yeah, well, Moses, you know, he did that really cool thing and he's a great man, but he has no relatability to me and he would not understand what I'm going through. But then when you're like, oh, well, actually Moses was very shy and he didn't love talking (laughs) to lots of people and just learning different things like that. I mean, it really brings out the idea that we're capable and it brings a relatability that hadn't existed before. So the Bible is so good in that way, you know, because these are real people. And I forget that. I have to remind myself of that so much. I wrote a book called Becoming Women of the Word, Mm. How to Answer God's Call with Purpose and Joy. In that book, I went through women of the Old Testament, and you would be shocked at how relatable they are. They're just like ordinary women who have all kinds of problems, just like us. And they're some of the first people that God reached out to, to show them who he is and that he can be trusted. And there's some really remarkable stories in there 
of women. You were talking about Moses. Well, his sister Miriam was right along with them, mm. you know, in helping to bring the Israelites out of Egypt and across the desert. And I just love the way you see her helping to lead the women in praise, for example. The Bible shows that she had had them probably make and learn to use tambourines while they were in slavery. Wow. And here they are learning to praise the Lord in the middle of their slavery to the point that as soon as they get across, they're ready with those tambourines. They're ready to praise. I like to think about them during their time of slavery and how that praise, the practice of giving praise and thanks to the Lord would have helped uphold them through all that difficult time. Yeah. Lots of great stories in the Old Testament. Wow. That is awesome. Well, I cannot wait to read it. I can't wait to take some notes. And like, I remember I would take my Bible with me on retreats and I have like a word that stuck out to me. And now I'm Mm -hmm. so annoyed because it's years later. and I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like, what does this word mean? I wish I could have expanded upon it or written the date and known what I was trying to reflect on. So I think this is going to be so awesome. You're going to love it. You'll have to transfer some of those notes into your new note-taking Bible. I know. Yes, I know. I was just looking through my Bible yesterday and I was like, okay, well, that's not going to be hard because most of it is like words. But when I looked at it, I was like, man, Chanel, you were really feeling something. I I wish you would have just been a little bit more specific. (laughs) So you knew, you know, you're really having a spiritual moment. Anyway, I am so grateful that you chatted with us today and I'm so excited for this Bible to come out. And it's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for being open and receptive to God's working in you, for contributing to this resource, and for just providing people with such an awesome, different awesome resources to connect with the Bible and really work it into their like day-to-day life. You show us that it is possible. It is not impossible for us to learn more about the Bible. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. And thank you for taking time to have me on today. Oh, yeah. No problem. No problem. So at the end of every episode, we ask our guests what their hope for the week is. So this can be something small, something large. And if you'd like for me to go first, I'm more than happy to do that. Otherwise, if you have something ready to go, you're more than welcome to go. How are you feeling? Well, we are in the middle of moving. And so my hope for the week is to survive with joy. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Very basic. You're like, honestly, I just want to survive. And sometimes we are just in survival mode. There is nothing more to it than just wanting to survive. That's awesome. So my hope for the week is that I'm sitting for the GRE. And so I am hopeful that I will be able to recall math because I have I don't know anymore. So I've read so many graphs that I'm just not sure anymore. It's a completely different language to me now being out of school for like seven years. So um, so I'm hopeful that I can recall math and just do my best and get into graduate school and have that part of my life begin. So that is my hope for the week. There's a lot riding on this test, but I know that God will provide and it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. So Sarah, where can we find more information about you? My website is comeintotheword.com. And I have a blog and I have resources for Bible study. And if you want to email me there, I'm also happy to answer questions to the extent that I'm able to. I would love to. Sweet. Thank you. Great. So we'll put all of that in our show notes so people can check that out and go into your website and check out the new Ave Maria note-taking Bible. So thank you so much for being with us again today and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you, Chanel. God bless you. You too. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you to Sarah for being our guest today. We're going to have more information about what Sarah's up to in our show notes, as well as info on Ave Maria's new Catholic note-taking Bible. Please check that out, y'all. It's going to be so dope. As usual, don't forget to comment and subscribe. We're so grateful to have y'all as listeners and we're looking forward to talking to you next week. All right. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.